Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood, gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me. Woo woo, gangsters. The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you, you heard me. And we ain't, we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't, we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be man. Nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody, nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up, you heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be, because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program. Welcome back to all of you common sense conservative values delivered by a mom. Look, we see things very clearly. I saw very clearly this piling on of of Vladimir Putin during this whole invasion of Ukraine. There's so much history going on there. I couldn't begin to possibly fathom all of the various reasons why what was going on there was going on. But what I could identify was that there was a very unnatural, unhealthy, unilateral, yay Ukraine push. And whenever there's that much unanimity, particularly among the media, it makes me very uncomfortable. Because always... You're getting screwed out of something, right? Vladimir Putin is the Donald Trump of Europe to the American media. He is this larger-than-life demon. He is this evil dictator. I'm not going to tell you if he is or he isn't. I have no idea what goes on in Vladimir Putin's mind. But I find it interesting when everybody puts all of their eggs in that basket. And I remember watching as my neighborhood, which is woefully progressive, when all of a sudden these flags started going up. And I guarantee you, if I'd knocked on the door of the neighbor who put up a a Ukrainian flag, and I'd said, hey, I have a map right here, and I am having trouble. I cannot find Ukraine, Ukraine on this map. Can you help me out? Where is it? That they'd go, oh. Well, I don't know. Then why the hell do you have a flag up on your house? Why are you wrapping your tree with ribbons? Why did all of a sudden everybody in freaking Congress have to put on a blue and yellow lapel pin? Because maybe they hoped it would would someday be double-purposed for Sweden? I don't know. But when everybody walks in the same cattle chute, make sure you jump out and watch. 
So Brock found this interview. This is Stephen Colbert from a couple years ago. 2017. So this is after the 2016 election, right? This is when the Democrats are coming out, pants on fire, uh, blaming Donald Trump for election interference. He's a Russian asset. He's a bad guy. Apparently, Oliver Stone had gone over to Russia. He had met with Vladimir Putin, and they, they did a movie together. They did some, I forget what, I didn't even know what it is. But he had the occasion to spend time with Vladimir Putin. Several appearances or several times together over the course of multiple days, hours worth. And the reason why I want to play this back and forth with Stephen Colbert, who uh, I, I admit and I appreciate, he is performing. He is supposed to be funny. He's supposed to be entertaining in front of a live audience. And so he's going he's gonna to monkey around a little bit for the camera. But what you're going to hear is the relentless. How do I describe this? People who are liberal progressives, who believe something, hold on to that something and will not let it go. They will not be dissuaded. They will not be convinced. They will not be educated. Their eyes will never be opened. I don't understand that. I find it to be a a critical, critical character flaw on the left. This inflexibility, this rigid way in which they see the world. And unless everything fits in that paradigm, right, it's bad. So Oliver Stone is sitting there and Stephen Colbert is going to start asking him questions about this tyrant, Vladimir Putin. And what you're going to hear from Oliver Stone, obviously award-winning director, film director, he's going to just matter-of-factly describe his interactions with the Russian president. And Stephen Colbert does not Listen, it is indicative of how many of our relationships with people we love, people in our lives who we've had to let go because they, like Stephen Colbert, are so rigid, they're impossible to communicate with. There is no communication. There's no middle ground. So here's audio soundbite one. And I call this liberals don't listen. Go ahead. You spent 20 hours with this guy, and you've gotten a little heat. People have said you're being too cozy with him, that you believe him too easily. Right. Well, What do you say to the people who say that this is a fawning interview of a brutal dictator? You know, you have to be polite, because it was a two-year deal, and it was uh, four times, and I was with him numerous times, uh, two hours here, an hour here. It was a, you know catching up with him. He has a busy schedule. He works 12-hour days for almost 16 years now. Where you ask him about interfering in the elections, and he said, this is something we don't do. Is your response in that moment, in that clip, what happened in that moment? Is that contiguous in time, or was that an edit? You can see my face. Uh, I, I took that at face value, because I'm not going to... This is an important point for him, and he keeps insisting on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm but gonna, no, follow-up, see it con- no follow-up on that question, not where he says, well, moment. we didn't do it, and you said, okay, great, see you tomorrow. You know, that doesn't seem like an interview. That seems like an opportunity for him to merely propagandize. I said, no. He went through a whole history of 20, uh, 16 years since 2000 to now, mm-hmm. outlining what are the relationship with the U.S. has been. And I never heard him badmouth the U.S. I heard him try to reach out and have a relationship with them. He called them our partners repeatedly. Mm-hmm. I almost made fun of him at one point because it didn't seem that the partnership was working both ways. He really wanted wants still a partnership. Uh, that I can tell you, for, uh, uh, there's a strong feeling that he can still 
have a relationship with the U.S. That I did not. Uh, I felt very genuine about that. Anything about him negative you <laughs> you found? Anything? Anything? Now, it's funny that he says that, but it's so illustrative of this wall. It's like this cognitive wall around liberal thinking. It's so deeply entrenched that as Oliver Stone is saying, well, look, I... I had to go. We worked together for a couple years. I met with him multiple times. I can only tell you what my interactions with him were, what he said. And judging by spending time with him, I believed he was sincere. Stephen Colbert cannot understand that. He cannot hear that. And once liberals, once progressives decide, they are committed forever. Vladimir Putin is a terrible person. Don't you know that, Oliver Stone? Audio soundbite number two. You know, or does he have your dog in a cage someplace? If, if you, if what is wrong with detente with Russia? I just, why would you be against it? And I, I don't understand this mentality of maybe it's because you hunt, you hate Trump. I, I perhaps can understand. Hate, hate's a strong word. I don't. Trust it is him. a strong word. You don't trust. Yeah, I don't Trump. trust him. So therefore, you know, Russia is convenient as an excuse for having. I don't understand election. why our president will never say anything uh, negative about. Uh, of Vladimir Putin, given that Putin is uh, an oppressive leader of his country who suppresses the free press and arrests his enemies. And um, that is not something that I, as an American or a member of the press, can respect. And I'm surprised that you do respect that. Well, you know, I've always been for free speech. Yes, I've that he doesn't seem like he would be a hero of that. He's a. Listen, no question, he's a social conservative in that way. He believes that... I don't know why you're laughing, but it's... Uh, he believes... Because it seems like a mild description of his behavior. That's why they're laughing. It seems like a mild description. I don't want you to be able to get out what you want to say here. But well, I, this is I too long is for air. What I is in this four-hour documentary, and I think if you watch it patiently, you'll see that it's developed, it's a film, it has a flow from 2000 all the way up to 2016. It was mm -hmm. 17. It has a lot of work in it. We went back after the election to talk to him seriously about the election. Okay. It's all done in that vein, and everything is above board. So Stephen Colbert is desperate for that aha moment, that got you moment. He doesn't really care that Oliver Stone actually sat down with Vladimir Putin and spent time with him. He wasn't genuinely interested in what Oliver Stone thought, what did you hear? What surprised you? What about the man? What, what don't we know? Because we don't know much because nobody here talks about him in that way, right? I'm not here defending Vladimir Putin. I'm here saying there's something very damaging, very dangerous about any mentality that is so unilaterally rigid and believes one thing. We must help Ukraine. That's all we can do. More, 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 more for Ukraine. Well, what if everything that you have been told or an awful lot of it has been garbage? What if everything you've been told about Vladimir Putin or at least an awful lot of it has been garbage? Whom do you believe? The comedian with an axe to grind and obviously a progressive agenda? Or the director who spent years working on a project? Who knows more? That is the trap, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to play a clip of Vladimir Putin himself in a 2021 NBC interview. 
and you decide what you think, okay? That's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, so in this 2021 NBC News sit-down with Vladimir Putin, the reporter is this guy named Keir Simmons. I'm not familiar with him, but whatever. So they're sitting down, and the whole reason I'm playing this for you, it's not to create any kind of sympathy one way or another for anybody out there, but rather to say, your media lies to you every single day. They've lied to you every single day for God knows how long. And it's outrageously embarrassing for me because I was a part of this for decades. And I didn't see it. I did not see it. I would not have believed that the media could be so dark. But they are. So in this sit down, this Keir Simmons guy is talking to Vladimir Putin. Again, this is just three years ago, right? And he says to the Russian president, point blank, did you or did you not try to murder your political opponent on a fly and looking straight in the reporter's eyes? For those of you who are listening on the radio, Putin says this, go. Can I just ask you a direct question? Did you order Alexei Navalny's assassination? Of course not. We don't have this kind of habit of assassinating anybody. That's one. Number two is, I want to ask you, did you order the assassination of the woman who walked into the Congress and who was shot and killed by a policeman? Do you know that 450 individuals were arrested after entering the Congress, and they didn't go there to steal a laptop? They came with political demands. 450 people have been detained. You're talking about the capital. They're looking at jail time between 15 and uh, 25 years. And they came to the Congress with political demands. Isn't that persecution for political opinions? What? Vladimir Putin brings up Ashley Babbitt? He brings up what we all saw? Back in 2021, which was a setup, anybody paying attention to that, everything about it was wrong. Everything about January 6th was wrong. And Vladimir Putin says it. Why is it that 451 people who walked into the Capitol that day, they weren't trying to steal a laptop. They wanted their government to hear them. A government that tells them that they're part of a big lie if they deviate from that rigid, unilateral way of thinking. Don't deviate. Don't, be, don't have independent thought. Don't see things with your own eyes. Don't question what we do. Now, who's scarier? Vladimir Putin or Barack Obama? Because that's what's going on here. What a telling commentary by the Russian president. So Tucker Carlson is going to come out. He's going to put out the entire interview that he had with Putin uninterrupted, no edits, free for everyone. Did a five minute video saying, yes, I'm here. Yes, I did sit down with him. Yes, I plan to broadcast it to you. And here's why. 
because no one else will. And when everybody wants you to think the same way and they encourage you, get in this shoot. Everybody's doing it. You have a choice to make. Follow the leader to your certain slaughter, which means euphemistically the death of America. Or do what your God-given soul tells you to do. Question everything. So this is the perfect segue into where we're going in our final half hour. And I believe it is a 20-minute video of a congressional hearing into the January 6th committee. It's important. And Thomas Massey, Congressman Massey, is is basically interviewing, he is asking questions of January 6th committee chair, Benny Thompson. Now, I would lie to you if I told you it was scintillating, made for a TV entertainment. It is dry, it is dull, and it is vital. And we're going to tell you how you can watch it. We're going to play a few snippets for you. If you don't think that January 6th was a setup, that the committee was part of high school musical, a theatrical production, much like much of Congress is, if you don't think that now, you probably will at the end of this give and go with Thomas Massey and Benny Thompson. And it will leave you with wider open eyes as you see everything around you through different lenses. Do not go anywhere. Super important next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, I find it really interesting that in that sit-down interview with an NBC reporter, Russian President Vladimir Putin would ask about Ashley Babbitt. He seemed to be more inquisitive about her murder inside the Capitol on January 6th than anybody in the media ever seemed to be. And so it casts a big shadow of doubt for me when all the media are saying the exact same things. Every news outlet, Fox, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, I flipped through all of them. They said the same things. It was almost like the Corrine Jean-Pierre and the Jamie Raskin sound we played in hour number two for you, or maybe it was one, where we identified talking points have been received. Whomever is the one dishing them out, whoever is distributing to the masses, all of the media who are the same by and large, right? Here are your talking points. And everybody dutifully says it. I can't, I can't do that. I just can't. So when I stumbled upon this Thomas Massey interview, so the, there's a congressional hearing investigating the investigators, investigating the January 6th committee. Benny Thompson, who is such a drip, it kills me, right? Is the face of the committee. He was the head of the committee. Again, this is the committee that has destroyed all of the video freaking interviews. All of them. Why would that be? Well, what we learned 
was that very curiously, not just so many of the two terabytes of data that they lost, the 100 odd encrypted emails that vanished, all of the video sit down interviews with people, including Cassidy Hutchinson, the star witness of Suck who lied about Donald Trump lurching for the steering wheel that day. All of these things gone. Poof. Ah, that sucks. I hate when that happens, right? Did you know that there were all sorts of text messages between and among Secret Service agents that have been deleted? Why ever would that be? Why would you delete those sorts of things? Who would say that's something we should do? And why were there phones, a la Hillary Clinton, that were destroyed? Because that's not what people do who tell the truth. People who tell the truth don't need pseudonyms. They don't need ghost phones. They don't need 20 shell companies. They don't need a theatrical production. They don't need to bring in a a former president of ABC News and have him be the director who puts it out as the propaganda for the American people to try to sell it. So while this is excruciatingly uncomfortable listening, because it's boring, it is so necessary. You'll find this entire interview at redstate.com, just the way it sounds, redstate.com. And this is their title. It says, watch Massey's fascinating questioning of J6 committee chair on deleted Secret Service texts and pipe bombs. Three audio sound bites for you. Necessary to do this. If you are still disillusioned, if you still believe the propagandist progressive story, that that wasn't all a setup, this might open your eyes. Audio soundbite number one. Thomas Massey is going to ask Benny Thompson. So when all of this was going on with January 6th, shortly after that, right after that, Alejandro Mayorkas becomes the Department of Homeland Security's uh, secretary. Right. It is under his purview that the Secret Service operates during your investigation, digging into January 6th. You discovered that there were some Secret Service text messages, lots of them missing. Did Alejandro Mayorkas, did anybody investigate that further or was it just kind of a eh? listen to the question and the answer? Did Secretary Mayorkas hold anybody accountable for the deletion of those records and those cell phone records? I'm not aware of it. Are you still trying to get them from Secretary Mayorkas? Well, well you know, our committee has disbanded. So you're, you're not interested in that and pursuing that any further. The fact that you said, I'm going to read your words back to you, appears to be contrary to the federal records retention requirements and may represent a possible violation of the Federal Records Act. I think if, if four committees of Congress gave a preservation notice and the Secret Service deleted those uh, communications, that's obstruction of Congress. I think we should still be looking into that, regardless of when we found out about it, and frankly, regardless of who the president is. But it seems to me that Mayorkas hasn't done anything about this. Bing, 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 bing. It's purposeful. So Benny Thompson, he's like, well, our, our committee is disbanded. We didn't we didn't look into that anymore because it was all a production and you were put in position to sell the production and anything that was contrary to the production that told a different story than the production got deleted. Poof, gone. That's why they needed all the cell phone 
Text messages gone. What? What were the secret? Per- what were the Secret Service doing at the time? He's going to get into the pipe bombs. Remember? Oh my God, pipe bombs! It's so dangerous. What? Pipe bombs were nothing. We know that they're nothing. Please, it was a kitchen timer. Come on. It was so stupid. And we've seen video that shows the person who allegedly discovered the pipe bomb outside the DNC, who should have been like, oh, my gosh, there's a pipe bomb. Everybody move, does not behave like that. In fact, Kamala Harris, who is the incoming vice president, first black female vice president. Huge. You want to protect her, right? Anything you could do. She was inside the building, like 15 feet away from the pipe bomb. Mr. Thompson, doesn't seem like anybody's pants on fire was, was, you know, all alarmed about that. Listen to what Benny Thompson says. The lack of knowledge, the lack of care. My job is done. We have snowed the American people. Go. Where, where was she on January 6th while all this was going on over at the Capitol? I don't know. What? Do you know there were pipe bombs allegedly <laughs> present on January 6th? I know there were two pipe bombs, one at the Democratic uh, headquarters and one at the Republican. So you're in charge of the entire investigation of what happened on January 6th and what led up to January 6th. And you don't know that the vice president was in the D- the incoming vice president was in the DNC when that pipe bomb was sitting there. I, I, I don't, you know, we did not, our investigation was looking at the facts and circumstances. Uh, we knew that there were pipe bombs. Uh, we just, I'm sure the evidence will say she was wherever she is, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get to your point. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to get to your point. What do you mean? Well, because if there was a pipe bomb and if it was real and if you guys were anything other than people who suck, you guys would have been like, oh, my gosh, immediately get her out of here. Everybody run. But you all knew it was garbage the same way you all knew that you had a couple hundred undercover assets inside, which we know is demonstrably proven a la Clay Higgins, by the way. And you want us to believe anything your stupid commission put out there? That it was a threat to democracy, that those people were insurgents, and because of that, Donald Trump, who incited it, should not be allowed on the ballot. Bum, bum, bum. And you don't know that Kamala Harris was at the DNC. And why was she there, by the way? One might, might ask. Audio soundbite number three. There was no alarm nobody was really scared when that quote unquote pipe bomb was found mr thompson listen if this bomb had gone off just a few feet from her this could have been the worst assassination since jfk um and i looked at your january 6th report and i don't i mean can you tell me what you wrote about this pipe bomb and the fact that she was almost blown up that day the gentleman, you uh, not right now. No, I, I'm just. It's in the report in terms of the submission. It's not in the 850-page document. Oh my gosh! So you guys did your your committee did investigate the pipe bomb or did not no, investigate we, the pipe bomb? Well, I'm trying to figure out. We're not a criminal investigation. What? Uh, we are. You know, we we were an oversight body. 
looking at the facts and circumstances. We were not a criminal body to see who was who laid the bomb or anything like that. So why have there been more than 1,000 criminal persecutions and prosecutions and counting since your stupid committee started spelling and spewing the lies of the theatrical performance? That was January 6th. I wonder if Vladimir Putin knows about Roseanne Boyland. I wonder if he knows more about the woman who was beaten to death by a Capitol Police officer wielding a metal club whose body was dragged into the building. And according to people who we know who were there that day, was not to be seen again. Don't let that or all the other idiotic parallels that don't add up because they were preparing, as they always do, to just get away with it. So I'm going to circle back. I'm going to Jen Pasaki my way back to the very beginning. Alejandro Mayorkas was in charge of the Homeland's security. The Secret Service was under his purview. They don't care about those Americans who were trapped, convicted, and thrown away. They don't care about the American citizens like Matt Perna, who committed suicide because of it, any more than they care about the 460,000 U.S. children who go missing every single freaking year. So if anybody in your orbit should say, I don't understand why they want to get rid of Alejandro Mayorkas so much. You can say maybe because he's the tip of the spear of sock. Quick timeout. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen. Bad news for Nikki Haley and, oh no, a listeria outbreak I need to tell you about. This one has nothing to do with Amos Miller's Amish farm. I wonder if they'll have the same heavy hand with these folks. Wait for it next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Nikki Haley. She does not deserve it. She got clobbered. What did she come in? She she came in in Nevada, what? In the, uh, on the primary, she is the second most votes gotten. <laughs> and the, the first most votes gotten, Donald Trump obviously not on it because he participates, if I'm not mistaken, in the caucus, which is going to give him the deli, whatever. Um, so she's literally up against herself and she loses to none of the above you know that option none of the above but she apparently will beat joe biden (laughs) if you believe what they're telling you which of course we do not nikki haley loses two to one to the ubiquitous and ever so poignant none of the above she sucks okay sorry just saying what it is This is a very interesting story. You know, we've been following the case of the Lancaster, Pennsylvania Amish farmer. His name is Amos Miller. Amos feeds 4,000 clients with a, what they describe as delicious and organic, all natural foods. Meat, cheese, raw milks, vegetables, all of it. 4,000 people in his community. Department of Agriculture rolls in. He says, hey, 
we want you to have antibiotics and hormones in your meat. He's like, I don't go that way. I don't do that. I don't believe in that. This is how I do things. This is why my customers and my neighbors love what we're doing. And just recently, they came in heavy-handed, shut the whole place down, alleging that somebody over the holidays drank some of Amos Miller's eggnog, got listeria, some sort of terrible poisoning, and though they can't prove it, that he is rogue and he needs to be shut down. So there's no proof. Now they've slapped him and his wife with a civil lawsuit here, okay? The goal is to drive him out of business because they want to, they want to control your food supply. That sounds crazy, but it's so true. Centers for Disease Control warns of listeria outbreak in dairy products. Hmm. Did anybody cross-reference the quote-unquote eggnog that somebody apparently had from Amos Miller? Without proof, of course, of purchase or anything else. To see if maybe it's this company. Nah. Nah. Would, would Benny Thompson care to look at any of the video of the pipe bombs and all that? Nah. Our investigation's over. I mean, we're done, right? I've smoked everybody. We're, we're done. The Centers for Disease Control saying that 61 products are being recalled, including cheese, yogurt, and sour cream. Sold under 13 brand names, including 365 Whole Foods Market and Food City. The items of concern were sold between June of, 20, of 2014. <laughs> wow, they are so on it. June of 2014 and December of 2023. This is very vague. Make sure you just, who knows? I don't know. They've got very big specificity when it comes to Amos Miller, though. They roll in hot. We're going to tag everything. We're going to shut it down. We're going to lock it down. It's not safe here. But we've known about some problems dating back to 2014 and sure hope you don't get them. Look, <laughs> come on. It's, it's such a poorly executed theatrical production. This idea that we care, oh my gosh, it's for the greater good, everybody, please. We're not going to give you any evidence. We have evidence about, about these people, but we're going to let them keep selling. Okay, that said, if you're new to the program, Wednesdays are a special day. Yes, it's hump day, but we also have Lib of the Week. Time now for the Wendy Bell Radio Programs. So love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal. Liberal of the week. Hey, gotta have fun. Gotta have fun as you watch them destroy your country. So we talk a lot about teachers. A lot of good teachers out there. This person, probably not so much. This will be our lib of the week, and they could be in a classroom near you. Typical uh, purple hair. Gr <laughs> I'm sorry, green hair. Green hair. Talking about how we should be more inclusive ah. when it comes to teaching Ooh. Uh, in math, in science, with gender. Gender. And where can you, where are you missing out the opportunities to teach Ooh. said gender in math class? Well, here's what I'm going to say. Considering that there were 2,000 students in 53 different schools just in Illinois, pretty much around the Chicago area, zero who can do any math? I'm going to go with, let's teach basics before we get into the weeds with X's and Y's. Shall we? But this is what we're up against. These are the people who give everybody else a bad name. These are the people who are allowed in under DEI nonsense, right? Who take the ball and run with it and create danger 
I believe, to our kids. Look, I believe that we should all be able to have our own opinions. You should be able to do you. But if you're going to tell me that you should not recite the Pledge of Allegiance in class or that you ought not teach to your class the Star-Spangled Banner because you'd rather your students pledge allegiance to the LGBTQIA plus flag, which I'm sorry, it's just ugly. Red, white, and blue is much better. Just going to say it. This is the danger out there. Everywhere we look. Now I'm going to tell you one more time. This video that I played for you in this half hour of Thomas Massey and Benny Thompson, redstate.com. Go. Click on it. Listen and watch. And let me know what you think. WendyBellRadio at gmail.com. It'll open your eyes. Thanks for being here. Hope you come back tomorrow. We will. Until then, peace.